And I think it's as parents and, and to your point, right? I don't want my kids to struggle and we, we want to protect them and we want to do it. But ultimately in the long run, if we're not allowing them to feel discomfort, if we're not allowing them to uh, show themselves that they can push themselves beyond what they think they can do because they've left that comfort zone, gotten uncomfortable and still accomplished mm-hmm. it or still, still done something good. Darren, you think you think you think for real that you could ever punch me? In the yes, face? I can. I mean, no, I don't I, think, no, there's no doubt. There's stop, no doubt stop, that stop, I could. Stop! 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 Hey, stop! See, stop. the problem is, is, is he's too used to Barry Switzer. He needs a little Jimmy Johnson. He does, in his life. man. Hey, he's the backhand. All jokes aside. All jokes aside. All jokes, okay, all jokes aside. Is there a scenario you foresee that you would punch this me? This has in the to face? be a joke. That can't be a real question. That's a legit question. Yeah, that's a real question. Have you ever punched your best yeah. friend? Uh, yes. Because that's what we are. <laughs> Because we're the two best friends that anybody could have. Because we're the two best friends that anybody could have. Have you ever punched your best friend in the face? It's yes. a legitimate question. Yes, I have. Yes, have I have. you really? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've got to do a fight with my best friend. Okay, yeah. I've got to rethink. You're not best friends until you get into a fist yeah. fight. I've got to rethink He's never been choosing you as my best friend. You've got to be in a fist fight yeah, to get into a fist fight. fight. Yeah. Yeah. Best friend. That's a I good guess, point. I guess I've got to rethink choosing you as my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> if there's punching involved, I'm out. <laughs> This phase was not meant to be punched. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> You're meant to be a MMA. What fight. did we say about Jim? Long, long time ago, when he had his wife on, he's got a very punchable face. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. That's funny. What's going on, fellas? Uh, you know what? what? Yeah, what is going on, man? What's what's new in our world here? Why are well, you so dang What's not happy? new is you not speaking directly in the microphone. That's not new. It, I'm, I'm right in the microphone. Dude, Dude you got to love all this man. thing. Hey, what no what more. Okay, hey, Todd, yeah. what changed? So so we walk in this uh, this morning, and Ben has this new drink. Yeah. And we're pretty it's sure there was. love and joy, baby. We're pretty sure that there was meth, PCP, and mushrooms in that. <laughs> Because mushrooms he is on another level <laughs> yeah. today. He is totally different dude. And and we got some help today. We Thank got some help. Today. Yeah. I don't have to run over there and press record anymore. Yeah. We got David doesn't have a mic, does he? David. No, he doesn't no. have a mic, unfortunately. Okay. But we've got some legit help today that actually knows what he's doing, as opposed to me, who has no clue what I'm doing. True. You only say Faking that. It. You only say Faking that because it. he called me out about me being on my phone sometimes oh, during greatest. episodes. Oh, that was the so greatest. now. Now, according to Ben, he knows everything about everything. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> David, hey, that wasn't David. Love you, brother. <laughs> yeah, David's David, first time meeting out. you, first time in here, and he's already calling you out for being yeah, on your phone on camera. I love it. I freaking love it. It's about time we take a step towards yeah, more professionalism. I would never, you would never see me on my phone in here. Yeah, there it is. Right? It's in between <laughs> your legs all the time, and literally. <laughs> Literally, this thing's been buzzing, and I'm like, uh, I yeah. so badly want to grab it. <laughs> I'm the same way, dude. and I can't because apparently I'm being judged. Isn't this is a judgment-free zone, guys? But isn't that just a great microcosm of, of society today? Oh, yeah. We we're so attached to these things that we just well, don't turn it to that. You guys are gotta, judging me. Gotta be connected. And that's plain and simple. That's you, all. You know why we're judging? Because you're the main one always talking about <laughs> detaching yourself from the. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you, you are read, the main one. You right. some book okay, about there you it. go. Flipping it to accountability. <laughs> now it's not judging. Now it's accountability. Get your right, life thanks, back guys. or something. And yeah. Get your, get your life, life back, back Ty. Come on, Come on. That's only when I go home, guys. I don't care about you guys. I love my family. I, de- I deal with you guys. Oh, man. So the episode we just released, uh, I guess I'll divulge what we're talking about today since you two have no clue. Because, what? <laughs> Damn, dude. See, this is how we get started. Here we go. Yes. I just asked just him about 30 shot. minutes ago. Hey, what are we doing today? And that's why I opened up with this? asking, would you ever punch me in the face? Yes. <laughs> Because these last five minutes, I'm giving you every opportunity, uh, every reason to punch me in the face. Uh, no, last episode, part two of the Donnie Vincent episode. If you haven't listened, mm-hmm. go back, listen to part one and part two. We broke right. it up into two for the simple fact that it was a long episode and yeah. it could have been way longer. Way longer. This dude's stories yeah. were so wild yeah. and out there yeah. and it was so fascinating. So we decided to break it up in part two. But in part two, he said something really interesting. And he was talking about his son. And he said... And I don't remember the exact words he used, but it was something along the lines of, I'm going to embrace and allow challenges for my son. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and allow him to struggle. And that really was a, that, that concept stuck with me because that's something that's important to me. And it's something that's, that I can see that I'm going to struggle with mm-hmm. as my kids grow up is allowing them to fail and allowing them to work through struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the balance and the, the tug of war in your mind of, well, I don't want them to suffer. Yeah. But knowing how good it is for them to have to work through struggle and knowing how good it is for them to work through something. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I wanted to just toss out there today is, is that concept, because Darren, you've been through this three times. Yeah. You've got another one on, you know, coming through. Yeah. Tyler, obviously, you've got four young kids, and you're going to be – I'm sure you've already experienced this with your nine-year-old, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to be even, you know, getting yeah. even more severe. Yeah. But how are we going to handle that with our kids is, is, is the question I want to pose mm-hmm. and, and talk through. Mm. How are we going to handle struggles with our kids? Because we know it's good for them. Yeah. But it's going to be hard to watch them struggle. Yeah. And and I think, you know, there I had so many struggles growing up in a single family household. And, you know, myself being the youngest, my mom working two jobs that I went through that. And I always felt like, you know, I went through the struggle of, you know, not having a father figure that was just in my life and my mom being busy and working most of the time and went through some of the hardships. Hell, I started working when I was 12 years old and I used to hate it, man. I used to honestly hate the fact that I couldn't go um, to the summer camps or couldn't go do the little things because I was working with my uncles. And then I got to like 14, 15 and I 14 years old and I was working at a, um, at this place and, and had a job, had to take a job. And, and it was just a part of my life. So since I was 12, I've always had to work. Right. And I, and I always thought, well, when I get older, man, I'm not, and I had kids, I'm not going to let my kids go through that, man. That's a struggle. I want them to enjoy themselves. And I didn't allow my kids. When I, when I had all three of my, my kids, you know, DJ, Miranda and, and Jaden, they didn't work. I always felt like I had to take care of things, and I wanted to be that dad to take care mm. of things and then go on vacations in the summer. And if you wanted to play on the select baseball team, well, you can't have a job if you're playing select baseball, yeah. man. You, you we're know, on the road, guys. We're, we're on the road. We're tra- I mean, and, and I wanted to, to provide that for my, my children. And now that I look back, that's probably one of the worst things I did. Mm. Did they ever have a job No. while they were living no. with you? Never. Never had not a job. Not one single job. Not one single job. And it's hmm. one, I'm not going to say, hey, look, what happened in the past happened in the past. And, I, and I'll go and I'll tell you a little bit later why it was that way. But I didn't, I didn't press them to have a job because I knew what it did, did to me, what I felt like it was doing to me because I just wasn't, I didn't have a childhood. I was always working, working, working. Didn't have that, that same type of childhood. But then when I look back at my life, I'm thinking, man, I cut my teeth early. The experiences I went through, the responsibility that I had of showing up at 7 a.m. every day and even on weekends, I mean, that's those are some damn good learning lessons. Yeah. Yeah. It's 12 and, to – sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, clarify, your kids are great. They're yeah. awesome people. And, it's, yeah. and I don't think that's what, what you're trying to say, but, but I, I agree with you because – there's, there's just, there's some, there's a lesson, right? There's a discipline, there's a perseverance or something. And I'm not saying they don't have it, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that there you, is, that's true, that man. You, you, yeah. you learn that whether it's, and it doesn't have to be a job, right? It, it could be, Hey, look, I, I play football in Salina, Texas. Mm-hmm. And for 11 and a half months out of the year, I am at the facility Monday through Friday at 5 30 AM for my lift. Like that's what I got to do. I've got to grind. I've got to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's hard. And I I miss vacations and I don't get to do all the things with my friends and I don't get to do all the things that a kid should mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. Be, and I'm just suffering through it for something. Right. Mm-hmm. But then think about when you're 25, right. And it's, Hey man, it's second nature to get up at 6am. I'm yeah. up at 6am and I'm grinding. Doesn't right. matter if I went out with my buddies last night, like I'm still up at 6am yeah. showing up to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. Uh, I guess I'm of the mentality right now where we sit today as a parent that and, and speaking about the job, because mm-hmm. something you just said, Tyler, it doesn't have to be a job. Mm-mm. It can be football. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that. I guess where I would push back on that is if the kid enjoys football, 
where's the struggle there? I get that it's early morning. Oh, I get no, that there's, there's a struggle. No, 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 yeah. let, me, let me finish. Yeah. I get there's a struggle. I, I yeah. do. I, I get because I played too as well. So I know that there's a grind to it. And yeah. you're not going to love every aspect of football. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's an element, and maybe this is a psycho dad. Maybe my kids should be taken from me. There's almost an element of like, <laughs> I want them to have to get a sucky job. Like, I kind of want that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. they have no, to have it. a job that sucks, mm-hmm. that they don't like, but they have to do it anyway. Yeah. Because football's different because it's a goal that they're trying to achieve and they want to go after that goal. Yeah, I mean, they may not like sprints and they may not, but at least it's working towards a goal that they really like. Yeah. Right. Whereas the job, it's like, how in the world is serving tables at 15 really helping me? Yeah. I want them to have to figure that out themselves. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I think, though, I think it, you're right. And I think that kind of a rite of passage, right, is having a bad job. Yeah. But going because there's I have to get a paycheck or I've got mm-hmm. to do it. It's it's part of the process. Um, but I think it, it starts way, way earlier. It starts when your kids are one and a half two years old Mm -hmm. when they fall down we're not the parents that run over and pick them up and coddle them right Mm -hmm. that look you're okay you're actually more durable than you look you're going to be fine and then if and then as you get older like picking up their toys after they play with them for them oh no don't worry about it like i'm struggling right now with my youngest see it she doesn't want to lift a finger to do anything right (laughs) and she but she knows how to manipulate to get stuff done for her, right? And so it's this like headbutting right now with my four-year-old daughter about, no, 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 you're going to go pick up all those toys you left outside. You're going to go pick those up. And I think it's as parents, and, and to your point, right, I don't want my kids to struggle, and we, we want to protect them, and we want to do it. But ultimately, in the long run, if we're not allowing them to feel discomfort, if we're not allowing them to uh, show themselves that they can push themselves beyond what they think they can do because they've left that comfort zone, gotten uncomfortable, and still accomplished mm-hmm. it or still still done something good. Um, and then as they, even as they get older, like it doesn't have to be a job, but guess what? I freaking hated pulling weeds and mowing the lawn yeah. every weekend. Mm-hmm. Every weekend mm-hmm. I did it. My siblings didn't. I did it. And then I had to clean the garage. My, my younger siblings didn't. I had to do it. And I'm not saying my younger siblings didn't work, but like those were things that I did. I freaking hated it. So as parents, we can put them in positions very early mm, on easy, yeah. to get uncomfortable because if you look around, especially, and I'm, I'm just going to stereotype Dallas and, and specifically North Dallas, is it's like, I don't see kids doing anything. Yeah. It's like they run the roost because the parents were so like, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. I'll take care. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take care of your school stuff. I'm going to go get your school supplies. I'm going to go get this. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to handle everything for you. Yeah. And I think it really, man, you hit a point. And, I, and to the, all those that have gone through a divorce, I think one of the things that, that happened right. with my situation was that I was going through a divorce and I was trying to make the kids happy at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I was whatever it took to to make them happy. Hey, let's go on vacation. Let's let's do this. And, oh, you don't have to work. I got you on this because you're trying to fill a void. You're trying to make. I'm trying to please them. Yeah, like I yeah. I took away. I took away. Some, yeah. So something. I've got to be twice as good. It's good. Yeah, exactly. But then the yeah. other spouse, I've got to be twice as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So and, my and, kids are getting four times as yeah. much. <laughs> it's, but you go through this, and I think they suffer. That's why you see a lot of kids suffer through divorces yeah. because there's no uncertainties. There's no. I mean, you're not holding them accountable for their actions. I will say this. I think I've had a learning lesson, and you never stop learning mm-hmm. uh, as a parent. My learning lesson has come from my wife's family mm-hmm. and watching – uh, Eddie and, and, and Jeanette raised, you know, my, my wife and, 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 and her, her sister, Courtney, they had to work early on, early on. I mean, 15 years old, they were working in the pizza mm-hmm. place and doing a little thing. Had to, had to, had to have their own money to go buy a car. Yeah. Uh, and, and they, and she held, they held them accountable, like absolutely held them accountable. They were a hundred dollars short. Well, earn that hundred. Better figure it out. There were no shortcuts. Gosh. They didn't give them any shortcuts. And there's a reason why my wife owns her own business. Mm-hmm. And her, her, her sister's extremely brilliant and works, has a job and has always had a job. Is because they cut their teeth early on and their parents held them accountable through that process. So 
my son Judea right now, we went to the store just the other day, man, and this is my wife to the fullest. And I was like, I felt so bad for my son. <laughs> so he has a little piggy bank, and he has to earn it. Feed the dog, pick up his toys. She may give him five cents, and I'm like, five cents? Give the kid a dollar, right? So, but he's, he's, <laughs> put, dollar? Mon- he's put money in his, in his piggy bank for a long time. He has to go buy his own toys. Mm-hmm. Dude, we just introduced this concept to Cooper. Dude. It's he, great. It's just so crazy. I love it. Felt, I'm like, I'm the weak link here, man. <laughs> Dude, you're such we're a, at, I am such a sissy. I, I am. Soft. So we're at the toy store. He doesn't have enough money to cover oh, it. Oh, gosh. And here she's we go. like, put it back. I love it. Dude, uh, he, I, I was love, like, what? I love Tiffany. Like, yes. Hey, hey Tiffany, you're the real MVP. I totally <laughs> respected <laughs> Tiffany before today, even yeah. more so now. I'm, I'm circling back with him. Hey, how much you need? Hey, you hey, got to go TT? Hey, well, let's go to the bathroom. I'm going to slip you a, I'm gonna slip you a, a link Yo, in here. Dude, Jared, this is disappointing because it is disappointing, I, I have man. this picture in my head of how you are, yeah. and this is totally. But it's, it's a learning experience it, for me, man. It 100% is. And literally, so the yeah. same deal. So we did this. Uh, we've started with our bigs, right? And they've got a piggy bank, and grandparents give them stuff. And, and, and we're not big on, we're not big on allowances. Uh, because it's like, that's expected, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you have your jobs that are expected. Right. You don't get paid for that. Mm-hmm. You live here, we, you get fed, you yeah. don't get paid for that. Now, there are extra jobs that they'll do that will be like, okay, hey, um, I need you to uh, go back out in the back and I need to pick up all the trash along the creek. Right. Any piece of paper back there, go get it, I'll give you five bucks. Right. Okay, cool, that's fine. So anyways, so we're at the store and they did their research, they found the toy that they wanted mm-hmm. to get and Luca, had, Luca brought 30 bucks. And the, and the toy was twenty nine ninety nine, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, cool." And I was like, "You don't have enough." And he's like, "Yeah, it's it's thirty dollars. It's twenty nine ninety nine. I was like, "No, but there's sales tax." <laughs> and he's like, and Tiff looks at me. She's like, "He's fine." I was like, "No, he needs to <laughs> no, understand what sales <laughs> tax can is." Go walk the street. And I said, <laughs> "So I go. I said, okay, um, you don't have enough money. You didn't bring enough money, and so I don't know what to tell you." And I did give a little bit, but here's what I did is I said, okay, I'll pay your sales tax, but you're going to give me the money as soon as we get home for the sales tax. And then I'm charging you interest. He I goes, love wow. it. What is this? Yeah. I yeah. love he it. He goes, so I said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the 438, whatever for, for sales tax, uh-huh. but you're giving me $6 when we get back. And he goes, but it's not. And I was like, interest buddy if you don't have it you gotta borrow it from someone and that, that costs money oh i love it <laughs> and so but it. literally i made the twins because they didn't bring any money mm. and i told them you can't buy them anything they don't have money mm. they don't understand the concept but we're sending <laughs> we're sending it early <laughs> but i love that, that she did yeah. that man I, yeah. I i honestly love it because because again what what tiffany learned and you learned and yeah. and you learned at a very young age is look if i don't get bailed out then i've got to finish it but if I get so accustomed to somebody bailing me out of a situation that I couldn't take myself all the way yeah. there, that's why I'm so I'm so scared for our country because the amount of debt, right, that that our country has right now individually. I'm not talking about as as a country. I'm talking about the low interest rates and we're buying, we're buying, yeah. we're buying, we're buying. And what's going to happen when someone calls for it? Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and we're just China. so used to people being, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll get another credit card. Or, oh, hey, I'll take out another loan. Or, you know what, it's fine. I can. Yeah. And, and that's life right now. And that's, that's our generation. And as parents, we need to do a really good job of teaching them that, listen, like, you're not always going to get bailed out. You've got to pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick you up. You've got to finish that job. I'm not going to finish it for you. Right. It's you need to be uncomfortable, but realize that that uncomfortable feeling is a good thing that's going to motivate you to finish it because you don't want to stay in that uncomfortable position. Yeah. 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 You know, it's interesting, Darren, you, you talked about, you overcorrected. Yeah. It sounds like. Totally. So you went, you were on the extreme of, I had to start working when I was 12, which is early Mm -hmm. to my kids aren't working at all. Mm Mm-hmm. So you, you almost over, and I feel like that's, as a society, that we've done a lot of that, is yeah. overcorrect. We were treated this way as yeah. kids. We're going to overcorrect gift with curse, our kids. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're taking away, we're robbing them of that discomfort that they have to work through. So I yeah. think there's some middle ground 
There's got to be some middle ground. There Maybe is, at 15 yeah. is when they get their job, or yeah. at 14, or yeah. whatever. Well, right? Maybe not labor, at 12. Labor yeah. laws prohibit yeah. the 12 yeah, what is the What is the labor law? I think you get a work yeah. permit at 15. Yeah. No, so my first job was mowing yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not in a formal, like I had to go do an interview, but it taught me hard work, taught me how to manage my money. Yeah. That was a perfect first job yeah. for me yeah. because yeah. it taught me those valuable skills while not actually having to go out and, and really interview and have a, a, a formal job, if that my, makes sense. My first job, I had two my two uncles, and both of them alcoholics passed uh-huh. away. Both of them dead, man. I, I like I I was raised by they're my mom's <laughs> mom's brother's brother. You talk about dysfunctional. Yeah, Dysfun- I was twelve years old. That's all I knew was my uncles, my two uncles, and they laid carpet. And we go into these buildings, and I would help them. They would lay the carpet, and they cut the carpet, and they throw it out the window. And I was down there in Phoenix at 120 degrees, and I catch the carpet, and I throw it in the back of the truck. I learned how to drive at 13. Mm-hmm. Big old stick on a big <laughs> rig, man. <laughs> that's, but that's yeah, how I grew times. up. And yeah. I, I just – but because it was – maybe the, if the experience was different mm. and it wasn't so dysfunctional and I wasn't getting cussed out and yelled at or, or whatnot, maybe I would have came up a different way. Or, you know, and there's, you know, there's no excuses, but the way I looked at life back then with my kids was provide, 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 make them happy. And there is a, you're right, there's a middle ground there, man. Like, they got to earn it somehow, somewhere. And you got to start early on making them earn and take take on some responsibility. As long as society is set up the way it is today, which is a capitalist society, which I'm all for. Mm -hmm. You're not doing them any favors by None. handing them everything so as they grow up. That's right. You uh, think you are at the time. You think you're being the best parent. You're tying But hands. you're doing no favor for yes. them when they're 23, 24, yeah. and they realize, oh, wait, I'm not handed everything yeah. at this time? I, I don't get my dream job at 23? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, some people do because they figured out the whole YouTube game, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of us don't. Yeah. So but I, And so, yeah, I think that I think it's good. And you don't have to be, you don't have to be a, a, a mean person asshole parent right, right? right. Like, that's not what i'm saying yep. like but you need to you need to teach them to finish like mm-hmm. because if you don't finish like then i mean you're never ever ever going to realize like what that is and have that encouragement so I'll, I'll share like a quick story uh recently and by the way i'm not i'm not great at this with my kids like so so my my son plays flag football and 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 this is a testament to me not being great at holding accountable all the way Mm -hmm. Um, because my oldest is not this way. And my son, Luca is, he's just, he's that guy that stops right before the finish line. Right. Right. He's that guy that like lets up right before and it like chaps me. Uh So, so we're at flag football practice the other day and, (laughs) and I literally like, ah, dude, I, I'd ha- I just had enough. And, you know, if you're if you're the coach and your kid's playing, you're kind of extra hard on your kid. Mm-hmm. But, like, he let up. And, and so I'm thinking, like, okay, like, how do I, like, get this through his goal? Like, you ha- like the line is here. You literally have to cross that line. Like, you cannot let up here. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so here's what I do is, is I literally, like, I said, Luca, all right, look, you and I, we're going to spend, and this was, um, this was on, Sunday uh, I said we're getting in the car I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you like what finishing looks like mm-hmm. so so we're going right and I'm, I'm talking through it I'm trying to understand it and and so um, we're driving and then there's a bridge in front of us and so we're driving I was like okay this is where I want you to pay attention Hey guys, hope you were enjoying this conversation. Uh, hopefully it's given you a few things to think about as we uh, we're all three trying to work through. Uh, the, the, the difficulties of letting our kids struggle and fail. But did want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Choctaw Casino and Resort. Guys, we've been talking about it for weeks and months. The brand new expansion has been completed. It's here. Get yourself up there, up I-75 if you're in the Dallas area. Get out to Choctaw Casino and Resort. This weekend on the 3rd, Friday the 3rd, Ron White is performing. And then on Saturday the 4th, they've got Leonard Skinnered and then man, they've got awesome concerts all fall long. So make sure you get up there and make sure you get your tickets. Uh, Choctaw Casino and Resort, we really appreciate their partnership. Now back to the episode. Okay. Here is here is a bridge. Here is this river, okay? This is it's called the Red River. 
we're going to haul ass across this Red River, and I'm going to show you what the finish line looks like. And you know what it looks like? A brand new expansion to Choctaw Resort and Casino. This thing, he had to see. Yeah. He had to see because that is what the result looks like of hard work. If you are putting in the work, you are putting in the time that is needed, then look, it was uncomfortable for the, for the two and a half years of, of building that, right? right? But you know what? The 3,000 slots that they have. Finished. The 700 rooms that they have. Finished. The sports bar that sports betting is going to be in when that's illegal. Finished. Or when that is legal. Yeah. Finished. The amount of concerts. Give me two or three concerts that they Dude, got. Dude, I just got to say before I do. <laughs> I was, was awesome. on the edge of my I was. seat. <laughs> I was like, you're going across the Red River. I, I thought this I was, was going legit. Mad. I thought you were going to like run the truck <laughs> off into the river <laughs> yes. and say, hey, your ass has got to swim. I don't know where you were going. True story. We did we did do that example. I just, the location was a little you bit different. Red River. I was yeah. like, that's a little far I was like, north. Hey, you do live far <laughs> north. <laughs> <laughs> you try, you're trying to get out of civilization so nobody hears them scream? <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> well, that was awesome. But this weekend, yeah. Friday the 3rd, we've got Ron White performing. Mm. Darren, you ever heard of Ron nope. White? Nope. He's the guy that, Tyler, he's the yeah. guy that has a big yeah. old cigar, cigar and the whiskey. Cigar and, and usually the, whiskey. Yeah, comedian, right? And uh, what's his famous one that he always does? He's, he's, the, he's for white people. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely a white people comedian for sure. <laughs> And then Saturday, I hope you know, I don't know if you know that, I, I recognize the name. I couldn't tell you a single other thing about him. On the 4th, Saturday the 4th, Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner, yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I, don't, no. know. I don't know much wow. about him. Freebird. Leonard Skinner's going to be in, uh, at Choctaw. Give huh? me three oh, steps. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you know any other not ringing any bells? I don't know all those. None of that's oh, ringing any bells. So it's a yeah, legendary Southern rock band. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah, the name's familiar. So yeah. anyway, that's this weekend, this Friday and Saturday. Say so go up there uh, if you're old and check those two out because those sound like older people. And then next weekend, next week, yeah. the next weekend, the next that. weekend's a big one. Yeah, the next weekend is, uh, well, I think it's two weekends after the oh, 17th. Two weekend, 17th, yeah. sorry, 17th. Yeah. A- Aaron. Aaron Watson. That's right. We're going to be up there. That's right. We'll be up there live and in person. Uh, But I did want to go down before you did that. Totally derailed. Wow. That was amazing. Uh, (laughs) Quitting. Yeah. So we talked about the job and the the skills that that teaches them. What about when they start a sport or when they start an activity? They can't quit. What do you mean? No, they can't quit. Once you sign up, you're in. They can't quit ever? They can't quit. If you sign up. For Pee Wee football, you're nine years old and you signed up to play on that team. There, I don't care if you're the starter, if you don't like the coach, if you're not playing, you will see the entire season. Season. Can they quit? The can they quit after the season? After the season, you figure it out. But you're going to do something. I, I'm a firm believer yeah. that you have to stay active. Yeah. You can't stay. You can't sit on the couch in the summertime or uh, or whenever and just you know. What about the kids that are making fifteen million a year playing video games? That's all. That's all good. I mean, I have Can no problem. That? But in my house, like, it's like a dictatorship, right? I'm not sure. I'm the dick, right? <laughs> we so, just I'm try, try, don't try to be right? hard. Now we no. just heard about how you handle. Uh, well, hey, that's just holding them accountable. But I think there's part of it where if you set the rules in your house to say, if you start something, you have to finish it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer if you allow your kids to quit halfway through, they're going to quit on everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to that point, I think it's, it's really important. So if, if you're a two-parent household, I think it's really important early on to get those expectations very clear. Not saying that you've got to have, you know, your, your 10 principles posted up, you know, in a picture frame in your family room. But you need to be very clear what those expectations are and you need to be on the same page. And then you need to communicate those early on. You need, like yeah. you said, so like, hey, listen, here's the rules. Like if you aren't playing a sport or you are not in an extracurricular activity, then you will be working. Whether it's, if you're too young to have a job, then you're going to be working at the house. But you are going to be busy and you are going to be active. So I, I agree with you. Now, if you're a single parent, you've just got to make sure you're you're communicating that and everybody's on the same page. I think it's really, really important because I, I'm, I'm with you there. Is is you got to stay active. And on the gotcha. quitting thing, it's if you commit to something. Because what I don't think that we have a concept of in the younger generation is how important your word is. If you make a commitment to something, you have to follow through with it. We just have so many empty promises. I, I don't like it. Man, comfortable. I, so true. And, I, and that's the key. It's the empty promises. And the fact that I don't know how many times I've watched my kids throughout the years and play on team sports 
and kids will quit halfway through or whatnot. But how many times the parents are going to the coach and having a conversation with the coach about little Timmy not getting enough time on the field? Look, stop bailing your kids out as well. I think there's times where your kid's going to have to stand up and ask the coach. I've had this situation where I've had to tell my son, hey, I don't make the decisions. Go ask the coach. Yeah. Go ask him. You have the conversation with him. I don't want to go have the conversation with him and complain about yeah, I your situation. One of the scariest conversations I ever had to have, I was in eighth grade. And in seventh grade, you guys have seen my picture. It's, it's made the rounds. I, mean, I, mean, I thought that back, was yeah. eighth grade. It does bring it back. The puka shells? It was, was, it was both. Okay. So seventh grade, we I was a center. I was the center on okay. the seventh grade team. And it was literally one of those things. I, was, I didn't even know what a center really was. They, they said, hey, you can go whatever position group you want to go to. Who would you want to go to? That, that's the weird thing is I just made this assumption in my head. Well, I'm fat and big, so I'm going to be an offensive lineman. So I just went with the offensive oh, lineman. Okay. I, I chose to go with the offensive lineman. I, I would have thought you were the big boy and you wanted to play quarterback no, or running back. No, looking back, I'm like, why didn't I just go to like running back or quarterback or something anyway? Like, uh. But I had in my head that, no, they're going to move me to this, so I might as well just go do it now. So they're literally standing there like, all right, who wants to play center? And so I just raised – nobody else raised their hand, so I just raised my hand. So that's how I became a center in seventh grade was it was – I raised my hand and that was it. So eighth grade, I wanted to change to tight end because mm-hmm. I didn't like center. I didn't like playing. And my, I, was to, I was hoping my parents would say, yeah, yeah, we'll talk to the coach. No big deal. No, they made my ass go talk to the coach. <laughs> and it was the most uncomfortable uh-huh. moment of my life, having to go to an mm-hmm. adult and tell them what I wanted. But I tell you what, I look back on that. I'm like, man, what a great lesson. Because yes. it was so, I struggled through it. My voice was cracking. I probably cried later just because of the nerves. <laughs> yeah. But it, I ended up getting what I wanted. The coach said, okay, we'll, we'll tell you what. We'll give you one scrimmage at tight end. Mm-hmm. And if you do a good job, we'll let you stay at tight end. And it, and it ended up working. So I stayed nice. at tight end yeah. the rest of that year. Yeah. And then obviously ended up playing in college. But yeah. the point is my parents forced me into that, discom- that uncomfortable yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. and made me go handle it. Okay. They didn't handle it themselves. They made me they go do. take that's, care of it. That, that's and it, was, it sucked at the time. Yeah. It was so horrible. Yeah. I, I can't imagine they're sitting there thinking – Every ounce of them, maybe, maybe, maybe behind closed doors, every ounce of them wanted to do it for me. Right. So like, no, this is going to be good for them. Yeah. And so as a parent, that's what I think now. Yeah. Every ounce of me is going to want to do it for them, but I've yeah. got to hold back that urge because yeah. of the good. It's you getting. know what I did get out of out of life though, especially you know again, there was so much good in the way that I was raised and experiences I went through. I just didn't appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Really didn't. Like my mother, yeah. when someone would ask, "Hey, what's your name?" If I didn't answer. Yes, holy back cow! Was, it, was, like, was your mom a trap squeezer, or oh was she man. just a smack you oh, in public? Back of the head, <laughs> oh yeah, like in the back. So I got this little hook in the back of my head. Where she was just, but she would make you. You have to make eye contact, and she, she's not going to answer that for you. And I'm sort of the same with my kids, yeah. the same way. I mean, you. They didn't ask. She didn't ask yeah. me. She yeah. asked you what your name was. Yeah, a little thing I do at restaurants, and it's it's simple. Seems simple, but as I make my four year old order for himself. Yeah, I don't. I don't tell yep. the waiter what what he wants. Mm-hmm. He has to tell the waiter. He has to look the waiter in the eye. He has to yeah, say what mm-hmm. he wants, or that's else good. he doesn't get anything. That's wit. That's not you. That's me. That's, that's all. Wit. That's all. <laughs> you ain't tough. That's good. Though. That is good. Yeah, and, and to that point though, be be on par with your spouse, yeah. husband or wife or, or partner or whoever that you're raising this child with, because mm-hmm. that's a good point. Is if you're not aligned, yeah, because you know you could you could have this thought of this is how I'm going to be, but if you're spouse or your partner doesn't have that thought then yeah yeah that's obviously a I just, you know to, to your point imagine imagine if your parents robbed you of the opportunity to get the confidence that you had after yeah right and you mm-hmm. said it earlier right? it's, i don't want them you know i really want them to have the things that i didn't have and mm-hmm. i wish that i had those things as a kid but like in reality parents understand what you by giving them something what you're robbing them of yeah yeah. And ultimately you are, I mean, it's the, you know, give a man a fish, feed him a day, teach him to fish, feed him for a life kind of deal. It's, it's super cliche and it's, it sounds really simple, but when it comes to bailing your kids out in situations that they are fully capable of doing themselves, but it's just easier as a parent to do it yourself rather than them yeah. cry, whine, you know, throw a tantrum, whatever it is, you are robbing your child of that step of progression to being a better human being. 
It is hard though, man. Yeah. Oh. Like, no, I'm, not, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's I'll not. I'll tell you what, one of the hardest Well, it's things. hard because it's got to be thought out and it's yeah. got to be yeah. custom. Yeah. yeah. You, it's not just a broad brush right. approach with all your right. kids. You be Each kid has to have a... So different. Have mm-hmm. to has their custom approach. Yeah. Yeah. What I do with Gia, my oldest, is completely different than what I do with yeah. my second mm-hmm. and Luca. Right. Like, completely different. <laughs> what? I mean, I, I, I look at Gia... Like with just a disappointed tone, right? And she's bawling, and then goes and does it, and then does something extra, right? So with her, you know that your approach is going to be much different, way different, right? Yeah. What about physical activity? And the way I know we talked about sports, but I'm talking formal, actual, like working manual out. labor. Oh yeah, or manual. Oh. Well, I guess we go manual labor. I was thinking more along the lines of because I remember my dad would have me go work out with him when I was 15 or 16, mm-hmm. and I absolutely hated mm-hmm. it at the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We would go to the gym, and, and we'd do actual physical work, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he – and I'm not blaming him at all. I wonder if, if it had just been a natural thing. Like with my kids, we have the home gym. Mm-hmm. And so Cooper's in there every morning, and Case now is starting to be – and it's just fun for them. They're just messing around. So I've never once told them, hey, you have to do squats. You have to do push-ups. They just naturally do stuff that they see me doing. Right. And so my hope is with that, that they're just going to grow up. It's just going to be a natural part of what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember one summer, this is still the most gnarly thing I've ever heard a parent do. My dad had this rule. Because this was back when PlayStation 2 first came out. Oh, yeah. I was in 7th or 8th grade. I was in middle school. And he was so sick of us sitting inside all day watching or playing PlayStation. So he had this rule one summer. Every single morning, 7 a.m., we were up, which now is like, that's, dude, that's mm. sleeping in. That's awesome. But at the time, 7 a.m. as yeah. a summer, uh, in yeah. the summer, uh, yeah. are you kidding summer, me? Yeah. I was sleeping until 11 if you'd let me. Right. 7 a.m., we were up. And we were outside until noon every single day. 7 a.m. to noon. You could not come inside unless it was for a drink or something like that. When you did come inside, you only, I was only allowed one hour of TV or screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything else was just, you know, you could draw, you could do whatever you want to do, but nothing on the screen. And so at the time, I'm sitting there, like, none of my friends had to do anything like this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the most extreme thing ever. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, I'm like, that, that's, that, that's, that wasn't a bad, that was actually kind of a good idea. How did they monitor that? <laughs> my I mean, mom was a stay-at-home mom, uh, so yeah. she was left with, the, with having to, mm. to patrol it. <laughs> but the concept was, yeah. and it's so funny because younger, before that PlayStation came out, we were outside all the time. It didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I got that ad- addiction to that game, I mean, I was all in. That's all I wanted right. to do. So yeah. my dad set these parameters of. So I kind of, I don't know. I, I, so the, I mean, the the basis is is putting your kids in uncomfortable positions. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, okay. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd right. have friends over, for instance, right. and they had to wake up too. Like what they weren't mm. excused. They had to be a part. Of, so friends, yeah, So friends didn't come over anymore. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have sleepovers. Is that anymore. is that why friends didn't come play with you? Well, <laughs> that's what they said. Maybe it's because I was a. But I agree, and I I think that you know we want to be friends with our kids. We want our friend, our kids' friends, to like us. Mm. So we just make it easy. Like there's nothing wrong with with having expectations, holding them accountable, and and no matter who's around, like it's good for their friends yeah. to see to see that. Right? Yeah. It's, it was good for your buddies to see it. Not, dude, Gibbs. They work or they're yeah. outside yeah. till noon. I mean, that's that's part you of it. You know where I see myself, and this is just. Really think if this thinking this through as we're talking about that, where I really I'm really intentional in in, in things that that exercises involved with, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not good at the the other things as far as holding him accountable for his his money and all that stuff. But like we're exercise, like we go on walks, my wife and I, and, and we always take Judea with us on on these walks, and we allow him to bring his scooter. And we may go on a couple of mile walk, and he always it's somewhere in there that he's like. I'm tired. Yeah. Yep. And that's the exercise part of it for me is I, I, I'm not going to help you. Mm-hmm. We got to get home, figure it out. I'm not picking you up. <laughs> yeah. His mom wants to pick him up. And that's the, that's how the, that's the, but it's intentional for me because I understand that I can mm-hmm. relate mm-hmm. to having to fight through mm-hmm. it in a physical manner. She can relate to doing it on a financial side or yeah. the duties within the house. But however you get there, if you like you said earlier, Ben, if you can work together, my strengths aren't what my wife's strengths are, mm-hmm. and hers aren't mine. But you have to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just I think it's really just important. Um, it's important to just put your kids, like you said, in uncomfortable situations, create those, create those scenarios, um, 
And I think one thing I always try to do is I always try to trick them into thinking that this yeah. is cool, like that this is this is not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think there's value in them understanding that, like, yeah, the hey, I'm yeah. I'm about I'm about to run into this wasp's nest, and I and I got to make it through the other side, mm-hmm. and I'm preparing myself for that. And I just think that there's fortitude and there's there's just strength that comes from that when when they know it's going to be hard, and then they still have to go through it, mm-hmm. and. Again, as parents, we try to make it easier by like playing mind tricks on them. Like, oh no, it's actually really fun to pull weeds in the front yard right. for two hours <laughs> in the summer in Texas. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. We can make a game and count. But like, no, it's good for it's good for your kids to be in those situations. And look, if they start something, whether it's a sport, whether it's a like a a, a chore, it's a job, it's whatever it is, just make sure they finish. Yeah, yeah. make sure great. they see it all the way through. Yeah. Would you guys say, if we were going to stereotype and generalize, would you guys say a lot of the issues that we have in 2021 could stem back yeah, absolutely. from the way that this generation was raised? Yeah. Because this, this generation is my generation. Our idea of yeah, discomfort. Your generation, yeah. but it's basically, I would say it's our my generation. Because your, your parents kids. went through hell. Yes. To, you know, yes. like legit issues. Yes. Financial Climb, I mean, everything, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. And then they raised you that through that lens of right. the things that they grew up in. And we had to do things. Like, mm-hmm. I, right. I had to work. I had right. no, there was no exception. I think my, my, my generation was a working generation yeah. at a young age. Yeah. And, and, but because we worked at such a young age, we didn't want exactly how I was. We didn't want to put that on our own kids. Right. And we became mm-hmm. the helicopter. My generation became the first of the helicopter parents. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so my generation's being raised by your generation. Yeah. So your generation over again, we're making general statements, yeah. but your generation overcorrected, yeah. said I don't want it to be as hard on my kids as it was on me. Mm-hmm. And so now hopefully we're going to go it's like a pendulum, right? It's swinging I think there's it needs be to swing back, back. Yes. But, but towards what, putting some pressure what on our kids. Swings that pendulum back, right? Really bad times. Right. Right. That's that's what brings it back. And and to your point, your question is just this generation's idea of discomfort is very different mm-hmm. than it was 20 years ago, than it was 40 years ago, than it was 60 years ago. So we overreact to something. Oh, wait, I don't like this feeling. I don't like mm-hmm. feeling um, like like I'm being judged or I didn't get the job that I think that I deserve or um, I didn't play on the team like and we overcorrect, and I mean, you look at it on like a on a on a national scale, like on a social justice perspective. Like, there's so many things that like people just feel uncomfortable about, and they they don't understand the whole picture and what's actually going on. I mean, you look at Afghanistan, right? Like, you look at you look at the scenario there and the people that have gone through the discomfort, that people that have been uncomfortable serving our military, serving overseas, their their reaction is. Let's go. We gotta go. We gotta go do something. We have to make. We have to make an impact. But you look at everybody else. It's like, eh, stay out of. That's hard. Out. It's not our issue yeah. anymore. It's mm-hmm. not our country. Right. It's just. It's. It's just different. The level of discomfort is different now. And so, what worries me is what, what's going to happen when it gets hard again? Because mm-hmm. it's going to. It always does. So that's a good. That's a good way to wrap this up. Then is how. How are we going to do? How are we going to approach this then? How do, we, how do we bring us back to, to balance? If it's headed in this direction where we're worried about every little problem, we manufacture these issues that aren't mm-hmm. really issues. Mm-hmm. And thank God we, <laughs> we have the privilege to manufacture these issues, right? Life is mm-hmm. so good for us in general yeah. that we're able to worry about this petty little stuff. So if that's the way everything is headed, how yeah. can we three take care of our homes and the people listening to this? How can we seize control back? I think I mean, just one thing is I think you have to learn to live without, without something because everything is so comfortable. Everything is at our, everything is at our fingertips. We have to learn how to live without having everything that we want. And there's gotta be, and that's to me a very simple first step because when you have everything, you don't need to be mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I would say. What are you, you going to do with Judea? How are you going to set the core in your own micro economy in your house? Yeah. How are you going to course correct the I, next I generation? Think that, 
first of all, you have to be on the same page with your spouse. Or if you're an individual and you, 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 have, to, you have to hold it, hold yourself, I think, hold yourself accountable because I think a lot of it is that we just don't hold our own self accountable to, to actually be intentional and pursue everything to its fullest. Like we will allow things to escape. We can't allow things to escape. Mm-hmm. We got to say what we mean when we mean it. Yeah. If you're supposed to be home at 11 o'clock, it's 11, it's 1058, 1059, walk in 11 o'clock. That's 1101. That's your ass. Like we, we don't do that. And that, and I'm, I'm pointing the figure at, finger at myself. So I think it needs to be an understanding between the spouses. If it's two fam, if it's two members, um, wife and whatever your partner is, but not only that, but like, we always talk about ourselves, right? Where it starts, starts with ourselves, but it also starts with the fact of not being friends. Like these are your kids. Mm-hmm. They are not your friends. So, and let's stop acting like they're a friend. Your your friends was your mom your best? No, friend? No, hell no. She's and, my mom. She and, slapped shit out of me when I didn't. And act how right? much do you love her now? I'm, that you're I mean, adult. because I've learned so much yeah. through that. And and they will appreciate you in the end. I'm appreciated by my my 28 year old son. I know he he tells me all the time. Damn, I'm glad you did this and did that. And I learned so much through that. They will love you through this process, but you can't be their best friend Mm -hmm. and save them from every single thing that's out there. And I'm, again, I'm pointing the finger at myself because I've learned it the hard way. I know I've had to go through the process of watching other people and said, okay, my, my five-year-old, you're in trouble, brother, because I'm going to, I'm going to hold you accountable in a a different way. And I'm going to work with your mom be you know to, to apply those things yeah. so you know as, as parents be parents yeah. yeah how the gibbs hold is household is going to handle it is three main principles that I, if i get nothing else right these are the three principles i'm going to harp on work out work out work yeah. out what yeah. bicep curls <laughs> tricep <laughs> extensions and, and, and crunches, crunches. <laughs> Those are the three principles I'm going to stand on. See you guys next week. (laughs) No, really. Number one, take personal accountability. Of every situation that you find yourself Mm -hmm. in, you take personal accountability. Whether it went right, whether it went wrong, what could you have done better in that scenario? Mm -hmm. So number one is is ownership, taking ownership of the situation. Number two is service of others. Because Mm -hmm. this is something that I personally struggle with. My parents are amazing at service. They brought, that's how they brought me up. I need to get back to that. I want to teach my kids the importance of service to others. And then number three is what we just said, what we just joked about, but is the physical activity aspect. Mm-hmm. Learning how to struggle physically. And manufacturing, thankfully, at least, you know, if things go according to my plan, they're going to they're gonna be okay for the most part from a financial mm-hmm. situation. So it's manufacturing struggle in other ways, and, and that typically tends to be physical, but pushing them through that struggle. Yeah. So if I can get those three principles down, I think that's how I can do my part to hopefully this next generation can be better than my generation currently right. is, is handling things. Mm. So anyway, any other closing no, thoughts? Oh, man, that remarks? was awesome, man. I love this conversation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it can be had enough with, with the way we see everything going on in the news. Mm. I think these are the real conversations that need to be had because we can't change Afghanistan. Us three can't change Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. but we can change our own homes. And that ripple effect, and there's other things we can do outside of our home. I get it. I'm not saying that, but it starts in the home, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Change your home first. And I think, and I think too, we can help create a country that is appreciative to what we truly have. If, if you, if you are not, manufacturing uncomfortable situations, creating resilience, it's really hard to see all the beauty that we have around us as a country, all the great things that we have. And, and we just, I think as a country, we're losing that because we just think, wow, it's, I don't like this. So let's, it needs to be that, or I don't like this. It needs to be that. Like in reality is, is if you struggle the appreciation for just life itself is so much better. So let's give our kids a chance to appreciate life. We've, we've lost a little bit of perspective of what's going on outside mm-hmm. of these, this yeah. country, right? Yeah. The, the, I told you guys privately, and, and we'll say it here. If you haven't listened, if you, if you don't listen to Joe Rogan and, and you are only going to listen to one episode, go listen to the one he did with, I think her name was Yoni Park. I forget her name. She's from North Korea. Mm-hmm. And hearing the stories of her life growing up in North Korea will mm-hmm. absolutely blow your mind. 
Right. So that perspective, gaining that perspective is so valuable yeah. and so important. Did you guys see, by the way, it's not truly 100% related. Did y'all see Jocko's video he just put out yesterday or the day before? No, I think you sent it to us. It's like a three-minute video of, he said, if I was president of the United States, this is how I would approach the, the situation in Afghanistan. Mm. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. I no, mean, it was, it was the epitome of taking ownership and not passing. Because, and again, I don't want to turn political, but... The, 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 there was no, there was no accountability taken, mm-hmm. and so it was really cool the way that he, the way that he did it. But, anyways, Darren, where can people find us? Um, at the Darren Woodson Show, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. The, you can find us on the Twitter. The Twitter. Do we even we have, still a don't have a Twitter anymore? Yeah, we, come on, man. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Even, even, well, I don't even TikTok. Know we, what happened to TikTok? We're not twelve. <laughs> you know what? Can we and turn we your dance. damn mic off? Can we turn your damn mic off? <laughs> We're not 12 and we don't dance, so we don't belong on TikTok. <laughs> but you know, I will say this again. We always talk about being an interactive with our audience. Like there, there's a, this topic today is something that it's dear to our heart because we're parents, one. But, you know, for, for those that are listening, we, we want some feedback mm-hmm. from some of the things that they may possibly, that you may possibly out, be out there doing that uh, as far as holding your kids accountable or, or introducing. I remember we had a, we had a, we did a, uh, we had a guest on one day and they talked about, Taking their kids to meetings early on. I can't yeah, remember Dr. Michael Bruce, the yeah, sleep doctor. Doc, yeah, taking his kids. That is, those are things I never thought I could ever think about. So the audience out there right now, if you could ever just introduce some things that we can, some topics, we can some share ideas that we, that we can, can share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be awesome. Love and make sure, make sure on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. Yeah. More interaction that we can do, yeah. the better. Because again, we want to we want to be able to answer any questions. Have discussions about topics you want to hear, um, and uh, you know, and if you give a good one, Darren, um, we'll, we'll show up. Hey, if you do, no, yeah, I was going to say we'll, we'll do shirtless. another shirtless video in his garage, all sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure, make sure to follow, like, and subscribe. Fan. We should do a show, shirtless, just butt naked show. Hold on, Wait. Right. just hey, butt naked. Cut, cut the audio. Yeah. That, Hit those buttons. But, no, 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 you don't. This is a butt naked show, dog. You think our ratings wouldn't go? Up? Dude, this just got weird. <laughs> this is this is. You were the one hey, early. You want hey, to talk about is, what you were? Saying? This is the brother sitting between two white dudes. He's feeling real confident. Why he's going to sit? He goes, "Yeah, let's do it, fellas." <laughs> if you don't get that joke, ask your parents. <laughs> All right, guys. See you Friday.